scripture, have I not commanded you, be strong, courageous, do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody say, wherever I go, he'll be with me. Say it again, wherever I go, he's going to be with me. We're in a series right now, part number five, in our re-up series. We're in the next re-part, the, the next re of that re-up is re-engage, and we've been in this for a couple of weeks, and it's talking about re-engage, the mission of discipleship. We're talking about today, fishers of men. What is it going to take for us to be fishers of men? We taught on last week about the spirit of discipleship, the voice of discipleship. We taught on the vision of our church. What does it mean to be a disciple of the Rock Church? As we continue to talk in, in these facets and begin to talk on this subject of discipleship, these lessons are really going to challenge each and every one of us. And when I say challenge us, they're going to challenge us to really examine if we are really disciples of Christ or are we simply disciples of a system of tradition disciples of a system of church disciples of just something that somebody's told us to do and you've learned it and you've watched it and you've picked it up and so one of our theme scriptures for this series over in um the book he begins to talk about and he speaks to them and he says to them he says for the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray that the Lord will send out the workers for his harvest that stood out to me when I began to read that on last week how many of you fasted on last Monday you were part of the fast on Monday we were fasting every Monday and we're fasting just that, that scripture there. The bottom part says, therefore pray unto him that the workers will be released for his harvest. So what the scripture is basically saying, the harvest is plentiful. My harvest is plentiful, plentiful, but the laborers, I don't have laborers to work my harvest. I don't have laborers to work this field because all of the sheep belong to me, but the laborers have no compassion to get them to me so that I can heal them, so that I can deliver them, so that I can set them free. You getting it? It's one thing to be saved and God is working in your life, but none of us are working in his harvest to deliver the people so that God can begin to minister to his people, to his sheep. He wants to heal some families. He wants to set some people free. He wants to fulfill some dreams and fulfill some promises, but the laborers are few in getting people to his harvest. So I want to talk today on fishers of men. Fishers of men simply says in, in Matthew 4, 19, and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus 
is talking to a few people. He's talking to Peter, Andrew. He's talking to Philip. He's talking to a few of them. And he says, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, do not follow the path or do not follow where the path may lead, but go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. <laughs> Many of us are following a path that has already been carved out, but it hasn't been carved out for me. It's not working for me. It's not fitting my system. It doesn't speak to me. It's not relevant to me. He says, rather than follow the path that has already been made, why don't you go instead? Where there is no path, create your own trail. <laughs> create your own footsteps. This is what Jesus is saying when, when he comes to the disciples. I, I understand that there's been a path for centuries. That, that there's been a path of legalistic ways of how you worship me and how you come into the temple. That, that was the path. But, but I'm going to go instead, instead of following what is, I, I, I'm going to go where there is no path. And I'm going to leave and create a trail behind me. Jesus came into the world not only to die. Yes, he did. He, he, he came into the world not only to, 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 to redeem us, but Jesus came into the world that we might learn how to do what? To follow him. Mm. If you really accept Jesus into your life, when you get saved, you become a follower of the trail that he left before you. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you're saying that you have just become a follower of Jesus Christ. So can I ask you the question, are you really saved? Or did you just make a statement? Or did you just do it because you wanted everybody to get off your chest? When you asked him to come into your heart, you asked him to be your savior, you asked him to be your Lord, you were saying, I want to be a follower of you. I want to be a follower of Christ. Y'all remember that song? I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be one of his disciples i want to walk in the newness of life so let me be a follower of christ what do i have to do what do i have to say how do i have to walk each and every day tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross, so let me be a follower of. See y'all, y'all ain't never heard that. Y'all see y'all, you know, we're, we're y'all, y'all listening to the other stuff that has no message about following Jesus. None. 
None. Has no message about following Jesus Christ. Give me the latest song that y'all hear on the radio. Let's open it up. That you hear that gives you a command to follow Jesus Christ and to, and to, and to give you an opportunity to say, what does it cost if I bear this cross? Tell me. Tell me what do you have in your phone right now that teaches you how to follow Jesus Christ that's playing on the radio. I'm not talking about how to get to Jesus. I'm talking about how to be a follower of Christ. See, we don't, we don't really talk about this because we don't want to offend. We, we don't want to upset people. But if you really say that you are a follower of Christ, then that means that you've let some things go. That means that you can't look the way that you look when you came to him. That, that means that you can't act the way that you used to act because you're following somebody that has some standards. Oh, my God. God. You, some standards that you got to live holy, that you got to live right, that you got to deny yourself, that you got to take up your cross and follow me. But he says, before you follow me, I want to I make you fishers of men. Many of us are in places in our life where God wants to make us fishers of men. What is a disciple? An inherent follower of a master an intimate companion in some common endeavor of often learning or promoting a particular ideology. You become a student of what you're learning. But I learned something when I went to seminary. Many of us study lifestyle, but we don't live the lifestyle that we study. <laughs> Theology is the study of the Bible. Theos is the Word of God that you're studying. People, people say, I love God. You study the Word of God, but you don't live the Word of God. So you're not a disciple. You're simply a reader. <laughs> you're, you're a learner. And you have wisdom. You have history. You can tell everybody everything about the Bible, but you cannot show a reflection of what the Bible has done in your life that calls you to be a follower of what you study. So be careful when you say, I know what I'm talking about. If you know that you know that you know that Jesus is Lord in your life, then why is it not being reflected in your life? Theology is just the study of the Bible. Many of us pray to God, but we don't believe in God. <laughs> A follower is someone who, who does what? They, 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 they learn the ideology. What is an ideology? He says, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, But be ye followers of me, even as I follow Christ. This is what he taught all of his mentors and his mentees. That if you're going to be with me, I want to give you an ideology that I want you to learn and I want you to promote. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Many of us are in situations in our life 
where we're following God, but God's not in it. So people can't follow us that need to get to God because God's not in what we're doing to get people to him. So he looks at the disciples and, and he says, I want you to get out of the boat. Well, really, he didn't even tell them to get out of the boat. He looked at them and he says, follow me. They were in a boat. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Three traits that I want to focus on today of a disciple fisherman. Jesus speaks, they drop what they have, and they follow him. Woo! Now, they didn't just do that immediately. This was a process. Following is a process. Can I give it to you? Following is a process. For you to follow something, you have to see where it's going first. To follow something, you have to see the trail of what is leading you to follow it. If I'm going to be a student of Body Trace Fit, if I'm going to follow her, how am I going to follow her? I'm looking at her physique. I'm looking at her discipline. If, 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 if I'm going to be an engineer, that means that I've got to follow the trail and the path of what it's going to take to be an engineer. But then here it is. Sometimes before you know what's in you, it's the signs, wonders, and miracles that put you in place to follow what you yourself have not experienced. <sighs> you can see something that attracts you to follow it before you become it. Ah. He says, and I will make you fishers of men. Three character, three traits of a disciple fisherman. We're going to exegete this real quick. Number one, they learn to follow. Real disciples learn to follow. You can never lead until you learn to follow. Successful leaders never become great leaders until they learn how to follow, follow something that doesn't look like them, <clears throat> but something that attracts them to follow, something that commands them. Jesus commands them. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Man, what are you talking about? You're going to make me a fisher I mean, I'm already fishing. I already know how to fish. Yes, you know how to fish, but you don't know how to become a fisher of men. You don't know how to become a fisher of what you've been called to do. You're just fishing. And every time you cast your net, it comes up empty. Every time you cast that net, it comes up half empty. Every time you cast that net, you're guessing if the fish is going to be there. I want to teach you how to become fishers of men, but before I can teach you that, you've got to respond in following me. That word follow pulled away. He said to them, follow me. Fishermen are dedicated to the chase, the race, and the training that is required to remain focused on what's ahead. 
If you want to lose weight, you have to follow something that is greater than you. If you want to get back to school, you want to graduate from college, you've got to focus and you've got to remain in the chase, not just for the degree, but what? For the process. Before you graduate, you've got to follow the process. you got to get through fall, winter, spring, summer school. you got to get through financial aid. You got to get through homework. You got to get through the time. If you're trying to start your business, you've got to be able to follow a system that is going to make you the greatest business and entrepreneur that God has ever created in the earth. But if you never learn to be a follower, you can tell a person who's never followed because there are people that come in and they tear the whole system down. I'll leave that right there. Let y'all pray on it. Real followers never just come in and tear a system down. Guess what they do? They create a trail alongside of the other system where people can see both. Where you can look and compare and say, yeah, I think I really need to be over here. I can see why I'm following this. I can, but when you tear it all down, you have nothing to compare it with. Jesus says, I want to make you fishers of men. Will you follow me? They are chosen and pulled away and asked to come out from what they are familiar with, the water and the boat. He says, follow me. They came out. He drew them out. He Pull them away. If you really want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you're saying, pull me away from what I really love doing Oof. so that I can follow you. <laughs> if you really say that you're a disciple of Christ and you don't feel any pain, you don't feel any sacrifice, you don't sometimes sit up and say, why did I do that? I should have just stayed in the boat. Why did I go to that man's church? What in the world? Why did I start tithing? Why did I, did I ask God to help me? When you start asking those questions, you become a follower. If you're not asking those questions, you're not a follower. You're still in the boat, casting your net. You didn't respond to the chase. You've given up on the race. You've lost your determination to follow your dream and to go after your dream. If you're not sitting here today with some type of, of, of regret of saying, I wish I would have just stayed over there. I wish I would have just not answered my phone. I wish. I just wish I just, if I could have just slept another 10 minutes, maybe... I would have not heard God say that to me. You're a follower when you're saying that. Because followers begin to look back and say, man, this is really hard. But then you begin to see how it's working in your life. Uh, uh, when you look at it, the, the traits of a disciple fisherman is that you must learn to follow. That Greek translation, duete, come here. Come on. If you want to follow me, come on. That's not asking you. That's telling you. Ooh, did you hear it? He didn't ask them. He says, 
follow me. Followers are not acts, they're commanded. And you struggle with somebody just telling you, come on. Will you come here? I'm going to make somebody mad right now. Will you come on? Come on what? Follow me. Follow what? So I can make you a fisherman. A fisherman of what? Follow me. If you come on, then maybe you'll see. So you got to first respond to the come. You've got to come subject to following somebody. You got to follow a system. You got to follow his love, his grace. You got to be able to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Come on and follow me. Come on and let's start this business. Come on and let's make it right. Come on, let's get out of bitterness and unforgiveness. I need you to follow me today. The traits of a disciple fisherman. Number one, they learn to follow. Number two, they are made. They're made. He says, follow me, and here's the next, here's the next moment, and I will make. He didn't say they. He said, and I. See, that's somebody who's strong. That's somebody who's confident. Real leaders never struggle with telling you that they're going to make you into something. Mm. Our problem is, is that we don't want the church to make us into something because people tell us, y'all just holier than thou and y'all do everything y'all pastor tell y'all to do. You can't even think for yourself. You can't even, why don't you shut up? Because you're just jealous that things are happening in my life and I won't do what you're telling me to do because you want me to bust hell wide open in my life. You want my marriage to fall. You want my relationship to fall. You want me to get fired from my job, sitting up smoking weed and doing all of this other stuff and I got great things happening in my life going to the club hanging out with the wrong baby now you get pregnant because you're listening to somebody all oh, what they said I mean you need to try it before you marry it that's why you jacked up because you didn't follow the voice of your pastor don't date right now make your money don't date right now I'm telling all my females, forget these dudes. They, they ain't worth nothing right now. Get all of your paper. Get your bank account. Get you some land. Get you a house. Get you a couple of cars. Get you a couple of businesses. And when that Negro shows up, he has to be what? Uh, if you're going to follow me, baby, I already got a trail. Come on now. Then I'm talking to my girls again. Don't do stupid and be intimidated by a man's success and your mama them telling you baby you ain't got to no 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 you better get a guy that's got a good job a guy that respects you a guy that don't cuss at his mama a guy that ain't walking around with his pants hanging down and you can see all of his underwear and you tell me I really love him you're stupid don't comb his hair ain't got clean shoes just jacked up y'all see what I'm saying we're following a system that says that it's okay to be married and get no divorce but you get married within the divorce 
and y'all going for the foolishness y'all oh y'all ain't hear what i'm saying and we are loving it it's okay to go from boyfriend to boy you just broke up three months ago and now you're with another nba player oh yeah i know what i'm talking about there you are lost lost but guess what that's the system that y'all follow you don't you're afraid to be alone but, but, but you don't want to follow Jesus because somebody's telling you you look weird. You don't, want to, you don't want to lift up your hands in church because you're afraid that somebody's going to hear you actually say, Lord, I love you. So you say, <laughs> real followers are not afraid of what people say. They're not afraid of what people hear come from them see that's why when they got us saved they made you come to the altar and they made you come to the altar you could not raise your hand in the Baptist church if you want to be saved you're going to sit in one of these chairs right here and you're going to give us your name and you're going to tell us if you've been saved if, you, if you've been baptized you ain't been baptized yeah you brother you need to come on in and now we dim the lights we tell everybody to close their eyes because we don't want to embarrass people. The heck? Are you serious? The light stayed on and everybody saw you walking to the altar, getting saved. And when you acted up, they said, didn't you just get saved last week? You need to go back to the altar and do it again. I used to get saved every week. Every Sunday I was getting saved. I, w I still get saved. I, come on now, you hear it. I, I get saved 365 days a year. I don't take my salvation, you know, even though, you know, I'm Baptist, but, but I still, when they say repeat the sinner's prayer, I repeat it because I understand where I come from. I don't take it for granted. Now, you know, they don't even want to say Jesus in the sinner's prayer. We were so afraid. When I was out there, I was like, I'm going to get saved, but I'm not going to touch the communion because if I take the communion, it's going to bring damnation to my soul and I'm going to die. There was some fear that they put in you. Now they didn't took the fear away. Jesus understands. He loves us all. The devil is a lie. What he hates, he allows. Just because he allows it don't mean he like it. Because guess what? He's a God of choice. And it's not his choice, it's your choice. Hmm. So he never feels bad when you make the choice. He just allows you to keep following, wallowing in all of the sin that you're living in, but you're steadily saying, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. No, you're not. I don't even know who you are. I don't even know your name. I, I don't even know how you look. I, I don't even know how your worship sound. I, I don't even know where you came from. I, I know you said you accepted me into your heart, but you never followed me. I'm learning how to follow, but then he says, I want to make you. They are made, manufactured. They are developed into what they are already doing. Here it is. He's pulling you from a place where you already have the grace to make it happen 
but he wants to manufacture in you what has not been produced in you yet. That's why you struggle. Because you've not been manufactured. <laughs> I didn't say recreate. He didn't say, and I will recreate. He said manufacture. That means that everybody has their own serial number. You have your own tag, your own model number. Nobody in the kingdom of God has the same serial manufacturer's number. That's why when it's not working, he can go look up at the list and say, yeah, it's not working for him. That's not the right number. That's not the right code. They're made. Nothing is duplicated or recreated in this process. Everything that takes place during this moment is processed through an original and active person's life. <laughs> to be a follower, that means that you've got to be active. That, that means that you've got to be doing something for somebody to ask you to follow them. I've never seen a leader ask a lazy person to follow them. These men were not lazy. They were working. They were fishing. They were doing their due diligence. They were in their marketplace. They were fulfilling a dream, providing for their family. They were doing their ministry. He says, but I want you to follow me so that I can make you into what you really need to be made into. Think about it. I got this grace on my life, but I don't know how to fulfill it. I'm in this boat. And I'm out here fishing, but I'm catching fish, but I'm not catching the right fish. I'm just catching any old type of fish. Whatever comes in, I'm satisfied with it. I'm good because maybe it's just God testing me and maybe it's just God working on me. And No, maybe you have not become a follower that has been manufactured to do what he wants you to do. When you look at that Greek translation, it's to do, make, produce, cause to be. He wants to produce something in you. He wants to produce and bring it out of you. But unless you become a follower, he can't make you into what he wants you to be. That's why he talked to us this morning. I know you need me to be Jesus in your life, but what, but what do I want to be in your life? I want to be a maker of dreams in your life. I want to produce wisdom. I want to pr produce grace and favor in your life for you to be the greatest person that I've ever created in the earth. They follow. They're made. And then number three, they become. True disciples follow. They are made. And then they become. They become. They become. When people talked about you before, you were just simply a name with no influence, with no power. It was just a noun, just, you know. Michael Jordan was just a noun. He was just a name. But now it's a verb. He has influence. You speak his name and people do what? Go pay $350 for tennis shoes. That's following. Because you see a path. 
Think about it. LeBron James, he was just a noun years ago. He was just a name. Now, he's an icon. He controls. I'm going to give you one other person. The guy that's his agent. Everybody knew him from selling jerseys out of the back of his trunk. <laughs> Am I correct? Am I correct? He was selling jerseys in the hood. Jerseys in the hood. Today, African-American man controls the entire NBA. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Shut it down because he learned how to do what? Follow. He went and worked for Nike for free and learned the business. Sometimes you got to do it for free before you become. Sometimes you got to follow a path that makes it look like you are a sucker. <laughs> that you don't really have it. Sometimes you got to suck it up and say, I'm going to do this for free and learn this system. I'm going to learn everything that I need to learn because when it's time for me, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to give it to all of my boys. LeBron, you ain't playing nothing next season. Sit down, because guess what? You got to make this money the rest of your life. Ain't no need of getting hurt right now. Sit down and hear this wisdom. He, he's controlling the temperament. And guess what? People who don't like real followers, they get jealous. And they want to shut the system down so that others don't listen and follow the lead. And now we're looking at African-American young men control their destiny. These boys are getting paid because somebody decided to get out of this boat and say, I'm going to follow. I'm going to learn. I'm going to go learn the system for free. For free. And he didn't chew off of his boy. Hear what I'm saying? You got the same grace in your life. You just need to get out of the boat. You need to stop casting that raggedy net. You need to throw it down and follow something that's greater in your life. You need to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. You need to really become a disciple today and let God manufacture grace and favor and divine opportunity in your life. You need to allow him to let you become what you've been struggling to be. Many of us are struggling to be because we've not become who we are called to be. Can I exegete it? Because I gave you the definitions. It, it, it says when, when, when you become one who has to do with the sea, deafness, you, you got deafness now, you, you got strength now, you got fortitude, you got substance, you, you've got grace, you've got wisdom. You can handle any storm that comes your way. Nothing will deter you. Nothing will set you off and cause you to give up because you got death on the inside. You got a bench. You're strong again. Everybody's been saying, y'all should have just rigged the NBA so that the man could go back to nine finals. Y'all didn't gave this joker time to rest again. The crazy thing is when you give a great leader time to rest again, they know how to win the right way. Uh, whew, all I need is some help. Because I'm strong again. 
Have you ever felt like that in your life before? You, you rested. You got out of where you were and you followed. God manufactured the dream in you and now you become and now you step up and be like, I can do this. I don't care what nobody says. But let's paraphrase and let's exegete this text from what it looks like here in your life. Let's look at how these three traits apply to our dedication, our development, and our destiny and following after God. Here it is. Here it is. This is how I want you to look at it. And I will pull and draw you out and away into what you have been created to be. Ah, come on now. See, he says, and I will make you follow me and I will make you fishermen. But when you put all of those Greek words together and you put the English translation to it, and you probably don't know how to say it, God is looking to do what? He's looking to pull you out and to draw you into what you've been created to be. Fishers of men. Now I'm not just fishing, but I know how to fish for the right fish. I know how to fish for the fish that I'm called to fish, uh, that I'm called to catch. I, I'm not called to catch perch. I only catch salmon. I, I'm not called to catch, uh, you know, catfish. Uh, I, I catch halibut or whatever y'all call it. Or I catch the other fish. I, I catch the fish that I catch because I understand that there's a grace and attraction on my life for this type of fish. And any other type of fish I'm just going to throw it out of my net. See, even though you get all the fish, you got to know what fish is for you. Because all the fish shouldn't stay in your net. Some of the fish you should toss out. Because you start taking everything, and then now you're distracted. You lose focus. You got to know what attracts you. You got to know what makes you tick. As a follower, the disciples learned how to follow and they became fishers of men they went out and start telling the story of Jesus Christ when you become a real fisher of men you start going telling people he healed my body he woke me up this morning I don't care what you say God paid my bills they probably didn't want paid on time but he paid my bills he rebuked the devourer for my sake because I was supposed to be dead I went to the hospital and I was supposed to be dead but now I'm alive but you're thinking that he's gonna rebuke you through money but he's rebuking the devourer of stroke on your life he's rebuking the devourer of depression he's rebuking the devourer of, of grief and bitterness and unforgiveness that is in your life. But you're trying to say, God, I want you to do it this way. When you learn to be a follower, you accept how the lesson is given to you. Because followers don't write their own lessons. A follower doesn't write his own test. A follower doesn't write his own homework assignment. You answer the questions that are given to you. You take the test that is given to you. You go through the process that is laid out before you. If you're really a follower, then that means that you got to accept the way God wants to make you. I never heard an iPhone tell the manufacturer, make me this way. I'm going to make you the way that I see that you should be. Oh, that's powerful. 
I'm going to manufacture what I see. <laughs> what I see. Steve Jobs saw this phone. When he said, I'm going to do iPhone, he saw this phone. He saw it. But it took somebody to follow him and to manufacture what he saw years ago. Now, what has it become? The best phone that you can ever have in your life. It is the apple of God's eye. <laughs> when you get to heaven, there's going to be iPads. There's going to be Macs. You, you're walking up, Apple TVs. It, it has become the apple <laughs> of all galaxies. You hearing what I'm saying? I really want you to take this tomorrow. I really want you to take this lesson tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to focus on this lesson here. Does everybody have the app? Because I, 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 I wasn't going to put my notes in, but I know that y'all didn't got spoiled. And I know if I would have said this, my daughter would have been like, well, I mean, how am I going to look at it? I don't have no notes. And, you know, I got to go work and I don't have all this other stuff. And, you know, what I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, what do you expect me to do? I don't see it. So stayed up to write it out because I was going to really, you know, flow and just teach it, Sister Val. But I understand that to make something work, we got to stay in a system. You get what I'm saying? If, if we're going to follow, then we got to stay in the system. All right? About the ordered step. Bishop Walker's been teaching me something, a pastor, and he's strong about these, these, these areas. Competence, character, capacity, and cadence. Disciples have great competence. They're competent in what they know. They have great character. They have the capacity to handle depth and weight. And then there's cadence. If you really want to get rid of people who don't belong to you, Walk faster. Move faster. And the faster you move, the faster you follow, the quicker you allow your steps to be ordered, the quicker you walk, and they'll start falling off because they get tired. They can't keep up. Because when you're following after something, you don't have time to look back and say, can y'all come on? You only say, come on, one time. He only said it one time follow me and he didn't ask them again you never see him remind them that they are to follow so that's and that, that that's something that we deal with if I have to ask you to follow me three times then you're then you're not the one you get what I'm saying if God is simply reminding you that you have to follow him you're not the one you're out of sync that order, that, that, that's the word of the Lord. That, that's the word of the Lord. That, that path, it's ordered. And guess what? Even though Superior and St. Clair are, are right next to each other, there's some long blocks in between that. I ain't trying to walk that. Especially if you're down in the hood. You're going to be walking through some, some foolishness. Get down to St. Clair, you might not make it. <laughs> So this week, keep that in mind. Look at your app, and I want you to study it. You start fasting, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
no sugars, no sweets, no pops. Y'all got it? If you're eating, just make sure that, that you're eating something that, that's good. But the whole focus here is a spiritual fast. Mondays. We're doing it Mondays, all right? Okay? I want you to get in your app, and I want you to just look at this. You can take your notes. You can do your devotional right in there when you hit that little blue tab and just make it happen. Let's be strong. You know what? I don't have to ask you if we're fasting corporately because it'll show up when we come back together on Sunday. It'll show up in our worship, show up in our giving, and it'll show up in the chairs. I have to call and say, did you fast? It'll show up in the results of your life. It will immediately show up in the results of... Can can y'all pray for me and my wife? Can y'all stretch our hands towards us? For the first time in our life, major doors are opening for us. And when I say major doors are opening for us, major doors, major sacrifice. With every elevation, there comes great resources that are need, needed to manage that level of elevation. I want you guys to just stretch your hands and just begin to say, Lord, as you're doing it for Pastor and his wife and family, do it for me. Father, release the resources that are needed for them to manage this next level of being fishers of men. Now we stretch our hands towards you, my wife and I. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, what is on the head rolls down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The grace, the same grace that is on our life. Father, we restore it back to them. And we give it back to them. Father, from the crown of our heads, allow the oil to roll down to the hem. That they not only receive overflow, but they receive so much that it now flows out into their rivers and their rivers of generations and their generations of rivers. And now we've got generations of, of streams of, of multiple income. Father, we're thanking you that we are all debt free. That you will either grant us the money to pay all the debt or that we will receive miracle after miracle where we will see debts being canceled. Father, we thank you that every student loan, every car note, every house note, that every bill is paid. Father, in Jesus' name, the, the bills that we need to live every single day, oh God, and that we will have more than enough to be a blessing to someone, oh God, that all of our insurances are paid, our car insurances, our life insurances, our medical insurance, oh God. Father, we're thanking you right now in Jesus' name. Father, that grocery bills are paid. Father, in Jesus' name, gas, the essentials of life. But Father, take us into the place where we will have more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen.